Hello, Fight Insight fans, viewers and listeners, hopefully future subscribers. As always, it's me, your lucky co-host, with Timmy B, the main host. And today we're really excited. Uh, we're actually going to have our first interview with a current sitting champion. And we are beyond excited. We're going to discuss mental health in MMA uh, and a whole lot more. So let's see where this podcast takes us. Hit it, Tim. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Fight Insight Podcast. Let's talk. Our guest today is the current Fury FC amateur strawweight champion with a record of 5-1 and one who puts her title on the line this February 5th in Houston, Texas at Fury 74, streaming live on Fight Pass, born in Oakland, California. She currently trains at War Training Center in Houston, Texas, and we are very excited to speak with this up-and-coming star. Everybody, please welcome to the podcast, Mia Raw. Graw. Hello, hello. How's it going, Mia? It's going great. It's going good. Happy Monday. Uh, got my training in and then came and got ready to talk to you guys. So I'm super excited. Nice, nice. Thank you so much for coming. And before we start, I have to say, first ever current standing MMA champion we've had on the show. What Can an honor. Sleep- <laughs> oh, greatest honor ever, Mia, for us, not for you. Let's see that belt. Cool. It's right here. I got it. Ready for y'all. Bling, bling. (laughs) Pride and joy. Very nice. And you fight uh, this February 5th at Fury 74. Yes. Before we talk about that, we had some fans write in some questions when, you know, because we love to bring in amateur fighters and people that people may not know so much about. Cool. Cool. I had multiple questions, the same thing, asking if you're related to somebody. Mm. And you don't seem like this is a familiar thing. But when I got the question, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. So are you related to Pearl Gonzalez? <laughs> no, I'm not. No. That is that is you and Pearl. That's funny. I mean Wow, I've never gotten that before. I I know of Pearl Gonzalez, but I never I've never gotten that comparison before. Holy cow. That I mean that <laughs> photo that I just showed on screen. Yeah. Did you know which one you were of those two? <laughs> Uh, yeah, holy cow, you look just like Pearl. It took me a long time to find a photo that I could put up of Pearl Gonzalez, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got you. Her Instagram's a little crazy. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, Mia, so excited to have you on the podcast. So, who is Mia Graw? I am Mia Graw. Um, I was born in Houston, Texas. Uh, I went to spring high school. I was kind of, I kind of was raised more in like the North area. Um, and yeah, I, I don't really, I'm, I'm a fighter. I'm an MMA fighter. I'm a champion. Um, I found that passion about four and a half, almost five years ago. So honestly, like compared to a lot of martial artists, my career hasn't been very long. Um, I started doing MMA like right out of high school or actually like my senior year. Um, And when I did it, I mean, I thought it was a cool thing to do. Like I I just did it kind of for like hobby fitness, you know, Uh, and I ended up falling in love with it, like absolutely falling in love with it. And I just found myself diving like deeper, deeper, deeper into the sport and getting into like 
every kind of art, jujitsu, wrestling, taekwondo, boxing, anything really. Um, and then I kind of just started to like build this vision for myself. And um, I didn't really have a very clear path of what I was going to do with my future. You know, I just gotten out of high school. Um, I was like thinking I actually did a little bit of college, but over, over time, I just found myself committing to MMA and kind of built this career for myself and been going since. That's crazy. Like, <laughs> were you getting into lots of fights as a kid? Um, I wouldn't say a oh, lot. A I yes, think. though. <laughs> I did get into a few fights, though, growing up. Uh, just, I don't know, where I came from, I guess. And, like, okay. neighborhoods did, I was in, you know. Did, did just you happened. And I Did I win? Is yes, those cool? early fights. Yeah, that's the thing. I undefeated on the streets. <laughs> undefeated on the streets, yes. <laughs> um, cool. And so I kind of knew I had like a fire in me. I I knew I wasn't like a punk, you know. I could I could take a punch. I could give a punch. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. But it, it was never like it wasn't excessive. It's not like I was just running around looking for fights or anything like that. If anything, it was always just like me defending myself, you know. Mm. <laughs> and so. And so five years of training. So as a young child, you weren't in martial arts or anything like that? No, I took like a karate class for a little bit, like a little bit of jujitsu, but nothing crazy. Oh, that's crazy. And then so what do your parents think now? Like to well, see their little girl suddenly now an MMA fighter out of nowhere, like within five years. Yeah. <laughs> and like sky's the limit now for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're very supportive. Now they're totally on board. My dad, of course, in the beginning was just kind of like, not really into it. He would <laughs> rather me do any other sport, honestly. But um, I think just over time and kind of just like showing them what I'm capable of. Now they're like fully on board and they believe in me and I can they I think I could take this as far as I wanted to. Awesome. That's crazy. And so uh, I do want to say kudos to you because so now you link up with a very uh, good gym out of Houston, Texas, which is War Training Center, which has UFC fighters, Bellator fighters, right? Like professional fighters. And when I was looking on their roster, a lot of amateur fighters, mm -hmm. which I feel is great because then you're around a whole bunch of people with that same passion and drive. Like how important was that for you to find a gym where there's a whole bunch of other Mia Gras, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's so important. Like I, I love my team so much and I don't think that I'd be half of the fighter that I am if it weren't for them. You know, um, we have a really deep roster and I think over, I've been there for most of my career at this point. Um, I've been there through like three locations and we're finally getting like very well established and we have like this good location, good gym. Um, and I've been able to like watch the roster grow, like, I think like three times the size it was when I first got there, you know? And I think just that, that collective energy of like everybody there has a common goal and we're all trying to get to something. And not only that, but like, I think War Training Center is very special. Like you don't go to a lot of MMA gyms and find the kind of like community and love that you do at war training center you know like it's very collective and we all just want to be the best versions of ourselves so i owe a lot to war i love war oh, that's awesome <laughs> um 
I know one of the cool things you were saying about how like you're, you have the passion, you have the drive. When I watch some of your fights, you can see it. You can see that you're aggressive, that you're like, you're going for the win. You're going for the finish. And I really appreciate that because on the weekend, did you see Andraj versus um, Lauren Murphy? I did. I did. Oh, I mean, first of all, that was a crazy fight. I love Lauren Murphy. Lauren Murphy has been on this podcast. She's the nicest person. Um, so I love her and I was actually rooting for her. Yeah, me but, too. <laughs> but what Andraj shows is what I see in you, which is that killer instinct. Like, mm-hmm. it's not just jabbing for jab sakes. It's like jabbing to hurt the person and then like the finishing, like that prowess. So um, you have that, right? I I would say I do. Yes. I definitely go in there for the kill. Yeah. Um, I think over time, I think in the beginning of my career, it was a little bit harder to uh, like control and harness that energy. Like I think in the beginning, um, I was definitely like very wild and almost a brawler, especially like not really having any kind of like background. Like I wouldn't say I'm, I'm a boxer. I'm a, I'm like, I kind of just put it all together, you know? So when I went out there, I was kind of seeing red and just brawling, you know, but over time I've learned how to like take that energy. Cause I definitely have that energy. Like I'm, I'm, I'm going in there and I'm going through the fire and flames and we're going to go to war, you know? So I've learned how to take that energy and just really like focus it um, over time. Nice. Um, I know I was looking at um, your online presence and for people that want to know, you you can be found at at Mia Graw. I'm going to put it at the bottom of the screen, but at M-I-A-G-R-A-W-E. That's your Instagram. Yeah. Um, you, you were hooked up with, and I've seen this company a lot. And so I wanted to ask you this question because I've seen it, but millions.co. Yes. And you can purchase the Mia Gras merch. merch. That's dope. Yeah. Yes, you can. Yeah, I have um, I have a few designs on there. And I'm actually yeah. about to be dropping a new, the newest one here pretty soon. Um, right before my fight, I think a week out, I'm going to drop that uh, that line. But yeah, if you guys want to get any merch, it's at millions.co. I have hoodies and t-shirts. Um, I also do just like uh, personalized videos on there and things like that. It's a really cool website for athletes. Yeah, that's awesome. I don't see that. Like I see it sometimes. I'll see people advertise for that. But normally it's like, you know, superstar, superstar. So when I saw it with you, I'm like, oh, this is amazing because we've seen so many fighters where they're trying to sell their merch or whatever, but to have it on millions.co, that's a pretty cool partnership. How did you get hooked up with them? Yes. My great agent B, she got in contact with them and was able to uh, get me in there and get me on that website, which is awesome. You're right. Like it's it's so handy because I sold much merchandise before, like on my own. And it's a lot of work to keep up with everything, you know? So they make it so easy for me and I love them. Shout out to B and shout out to millions. Can I, can I ask a question? Yes. I think I know the answer and Timmy B feel free to cut me off from jumping the gun. Uh, I've heard some fighters on this show and elsewhere. They're like, Nope, I don't want an agent. I don't want a manager Mm. hearing this from you right now. And as someone who trains themselves out there, I'm wondering, like, it seems to me that you're all for having a manager and an agent 
and then it helps open doors and create more opportunity and probably lets you focus more on the art of fighting than all the other stuff. Yes. Uh, what, I guess, what's the best part of having it compared to, I'm assuming, before you had it? Um, I would say just that, like fo- being able to focus more on the actual art of fighting and improving my skills and just doing the training and things like that. And I feel like, I, I don't know, because I, I, before I even signed with this agency, I kind of had the same views. Like, I'm not sure if I want to belong to a management. I might just want to, you know, do things on my own. But um, thankfully, I knew B before I even signed with KO representatives. And um, like we were saying, she came from Houston. She came from our training center. And before I even signed, um, we had had already met and she had been like always so supportive and helpful and always giving me like the best advice and leading me in the right direction in my career. So, you know, like when I made my debut and when I started like racking up these fights and these wins, say, um, I, I got a lot more opportunity and I, I felt like that was like the best thing to do. I trust B. Like I, I trust yeah. her and I think she has my best intention and she's has helped me a bunch and she has made it easier for me to just focus on my training and becoming a better martial artist. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. That's go, ahead, go, go ahead. Brady. I was just going to say, I'm also come from the music world and hearing this, what I think is awesome. Uh, a you're selling this idea, but also the fact that B comes from that world Whereas in the music world, a lot of those people, they're just suits. Right. Never lived uh, the life of an yeah. artist, right? Uh, yeah. So I, I appreciate your feedback. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. I mean, we could, we could easily turn this podcast into a B Nguyen focused fan appreciation day because B is super cool. For people that don't know who B Nguyen is, a, she was on Survivor. That was pretty cool. But uh, she is a mixed martial artist and she uh, fought for 1FC and has fought around the world for different organizations. She's very popular um, on her Instagram at, at KillerBMMA, I believe is her. Um, but she's like a legit fighter. And then she transitions into the agent aspect or the agent world. And not only that, but she's a female, yes. right? Like I feel like the ability for her to relate to you and now help you along. Not only that, but she was around the same weight class as you too. So like, she's going to have knowledge about the opponents, knowledge about the world. Um, I just see, I just feel like that's a really good link. And I, and I like it because we've, we've talked on this podcast before about needing more former fighters to be referees or judges, right? Like people that come from the world, same thing for the agency. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was so happy to see that you had hooked up with B. Yeah. yeah. Um, so <laughs> Okay, Fury FC 74, February 5th on Fight Pass. I'm going to put up the photo here of your fight. This is your first defense of your title? Yes, my first and last defense, if all goes planned. Then I'm going pro. All right. Oh, okay. So what does that mean? Okay, well, then, I mean, we'll hype up the fight (laughs) always, and we'll tell people to watch it. Definitely watch it because it's going to be amazing. But so your goal is to win and then turn pro? Yes, that's the goal. So what does that mean? Like, <laughs> like you just say, okay, I am now a pro, but now someone has to sign you and now it's up to B to kind of get you into the organization that you want? Um, we could 
there's a few routes that we're looking at and thinking about taking. Um, yeah, I really love fighting for Fury FC and we'll see how it goes after I defend this title and, uh, and we'll see if I'm fighting there, but there's a possibility that I might be going somewhere else. We, we just don't know. That's, that's in God's plan. I'm not entirely sure. Um, but for sure, after I win and uh, defend my title, I will be saying goodbye to my amateur career and going into the professional shows. Nice. Congratulations. That's amazing. And so, yes, yeah, sorry, my apologies, because, of course, Fury FC has a pro division as well. So you can stay yeah. with Fury FC, which is which is the promotion that's helped you. So you can stay with them mm -hmm. and then start off your pro career there. Yeah, yeah, I love Fury FC. I would love to fight for them as a pro. Uh, it's my hometown, you know. It's, I, I love Fury. <laughs> nice, that's awesome. Um, if you had to pick of the big organizations, which one would you uh, prefer to get to eventually? UFC. That's definitely the goal. Yeah, yeah, definitely goal that I've written down and thought about for years. Getting a UFC champ. Uh, um, curiosity, is it just MMA? Is there any part of you that's like, hey, I would love to maybe try out boxing or kickboxing, like chase belts and other, but I hear you, UFC, MMA comes first. Right, yeah. No, I definitely have thought about it. I've definitely thought about boxing matches. I've even discussed it with um, my coaches doing some Muay Thai matches, and maybe along the way I'll pick some up. Uh, I've done grappling matches already um i've done like muay thai like exhibitions and things like that but I, i'm down i'm very open to doing that um but the main focus is definitely my mma career all right and just one more quick question out of those arts what do you think is your biggest strength hmm, that's a good question i i honestly think that I'm very strong in a, a lot of areas. I think that my striking, my kickboxing and my like MMA grappling is very strong. So like you could say like my strength is being well-rounded. All right. But I have a lot of fun throwing hands. I get that. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. And uh, people want to always know what is something that people don't know about you? Like what's something interesting about you that people might not know about you? Hmm. I feel like there's a lot that people may not know about me. Um, I really, I'm really artsy. Like I'm really into like painting and I play a little bit of bass guitar. Uh, I awesome. do. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just super artsy. I used to dance. I used to, that used to be my thing back in the day. <laughs> nice. Like that rhythm in the mm -hmm. ring. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what they say. They say that people with like a dance background, actually become really good fighters because they, and they know where their body is in space, like their proprioception and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. that's, that's what makes them like really good fighters. Yeah. The body awareness and that rhythm. Nice. Nice. So, um, all right. Well, look, everybody is now going to be a fan of yours. We got to follow your career like crazy forever. You'll be a friend of the podcast and we'll promote all your fights as much as possible. Yes. Um, if you had to recommend someone to come on this podcast that we could interview, who would you recommend? Oh my goodness. I have so many super cool up and coming teammates, like so many. I would, my first thought is Rain Guerrero. She's a professional fighter out of war training center. Nice. She's super fun. She's so funny. Like y'all would love to have her on. Um, 
We've got Miles Banks. He's also fighting the same night as me. He's making his professional debut, heavyweight. He's he's an up and comer for sure. If y'all want to look into him, um, oh man, I feel like I should like just shout out my whole team. There's so many stars. <laughs> we'll just we'll just go to the topology. We'll look at War Train. We'll just go down the list and we'll just start bringing them all. In. My coaches yeah. too. My coaches are great. They're awesome too. Jeremy Mahon, Adam Copley. Nice, nice. And uh, before we let you go, is there anything that you wanted to say to fans, viewers, and friends, uh, people watching this show and maybe being introduced to you for the first time? Um, Thank you. Thank you for following my journey and for all the support and love. Um, And I hope that on February 5th, I can bring y'all a show, a very exciting show. Um, I want to give a shout out to my teammates and my team war training center everybody that's helped me prepare for this fight shout out to all of my sponsors uh trigger point studios top shelf um creative constructions uh i have a bunch more i uh, shout out to all my sponsors i love you guys so much (laughs) you guys thank you for having me on the show and finally meeting you guys you guys have been awesome thank you and and super huge thanks to B for yeah. getting you in touch with us too. Because again, like I said, I've been a fan of hers for a long time. And so for her to put us in contact with you, I really appreciate it. Um, because this is who we want to have on the show. We want to know these like young up and coming stars. And like I said, when I'm watching your fights, I can totally see you on the big, big stage because you've got that aggression that this is the new wave of like female straw weight fighters, mm-hmm. right? When the division first came in, it was like, there were no finishes. Mm-hmm. But no. now it's pure finishes. Yeah, yeah, I'm coming in. Very <laughs> fifth, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, February fifth. One more finish coming February fifth. Yes, definitely devastating finish. Tune oh, guys, devastating finish for sure. Mia, thank you so much for joining the podcast. We really appreciate having you on. We hope to have you on again one day. Um, good luck in defending this title and then turning pro and all the successes in your career that, uh, that are coming to you. Yes. Thank you guys so much for having me. Maybe we could do this again sometime. For sure. Thanks Mia. Have a good one. Bye you guys. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. It was cool. Very cool. I mean, such a composed young professional, right? That's not an amateur we talk to. I'll tell you that. Yes. That is that is not the composure and poise of an amateur. That's someone who is a legit pro, who's turning pro, knows where she's going. And I'm telling you, having B. Nguyen in your background, uh, you know, like behind you, supporting you and being your agent, I feel like that is huge, pretty much. Without a doubt. To the point where part of me is like, hey, should I be reaching out to some of these people, right? See if yeah. they can open some doors for my silly fights. Uh, no. Yeah, I, I really think so. Because I think like someone like B. Nguyen, who knows the fight game, knows the fight world, she's going to know what to manage, the, the mistakes to not make, right? Yep. Like, going to be looking out, has the experience, the fact that they knew each other beforehand even adds to it even more. Yeah, like um, not going to screw you over. You know what I mean? Like, just be a good person, help this girl out, help her achieve her dreams. And, you know, yeah, you hear so many bad things about managers. But the fact that she had, like, she was rhyming off sponsors. Yes. That's what I mean. There's so many snakes in the industry, too. So I'm really, I'm really happy, right? Um, Think, Think about all the UFC fighters that you see online all the time that are saying, 
looking for sponsors, looking for sponsors. Yep. Those are UFC fighters. Like it's crazy to me that, that that's how it is. So for this girl to already have that many sponsors as an amateur, be on millions.co with her, with her gear. Yes. And the gear looks good too. Not going to lie. Like, uh, you know what? She said she was an artist. I'm wondering, did she design that? <laughs> she designed some of these. Yeah, like they look good, you know? And there was another there was another design. So for people uh, listening on audio only, it's like a gorilla head, like uh, yelling or screaming, whatever. And then it says Mia Ra Gra. Like it's cool as crap, man. Um, all right. Friends of the podcast update. I do want to congratulate Lily Ferreira for kicking some ass at Invicta dominated her fight congratulations to her did you see that fight by chance no, you know lily? what i watched the invicta fights i'm so bad with the names oh lily lily was the shorter uh brazilian girl what you may have noticed though was UFC oh yes yes i did watch that yes with, with ufc fighter pauliana viana in her background and she was wearing like some short short leather skirt with high boots did you see that I, yes, I did. <laughs> I don't think I don't think a lot of people missed that. Um, we've still got uh, our good friend Slim Reaper Ray Roland fighting January twenty eighth at UNF, and then we've got Kyle Nelson who was on our show last week, as long as well as Gian Kim Firefist both fighting February fourth, and of course we've still got Jenna Bishop coming up February twenty fifth. So I'll keep plugging those as long as I know that they're coming up. Friend of the podcast is Rageworks Podcast Networks. Check them out at rageworksnetwork.com. That's where our podcast is on that network, as well as a bunch of other great shows you can find. And then the last thing is uh, next week's guest. Next week's guest, Brady Bunch, we have coming back to the show, Alexa Culp. That's dope. Alexa Culp trains, trained formerly at Glory MMA and Fitness. So Alexa is our friend who we had before, who was training with James Krause. We met her after uh, one of her fights in the Trigon. It was an exciting fight, blah, blah, blah. She's a great person, supports. Um, she's putting together uh, foundations to help um, foster children and stuff like that. Like she does a lot of positive good work in the community. And uh, But she was at Glory MMA. And so we're having her on to talk about what happens now. What happens? You're a young fighter just starting out your pro career. And UFC has said, if you're training at a gym, you can never fight here. So I want to know what's happening with her. I'm, I'm wishing her well and hoping everything's going well in her career. But like, what does that mean for fighters? And so I hope that that will be a very interesting interview where we can kind of follow that story along because it's still happening. The, uh, the Jeff Molina guy. Something happened to him recently. They reinstated betting in Ontario, Canada. So I'm allowed to bet again, yes. at least. But and, uh, and then I've noticed more betting ads than usual on a lot of the <laughs> UFC commercials. Tell you <laughs> yeah, because I think they were short on some money now for the last little while where they had some problems. But so, yeah, so Alexa Culp is coming on. And uh, that is where we're going to go next week. Of course, last week we ended up having two podcasts. So now we are technically episode 103, which now weeks next week are 104th episode. So it's our two-year anniversary, technically, by the 104. You know what I mean? So pretty cool. Uh, Awesome. We we were talking about B. Nguyen, and we were saying how she's great. One of the things I like about her and her Instagram is that she's always posting, like, motivational stuff, like mental health stuff. 
And I noticed that early on. Now, sometimes it's kind of like a sign of like not great stuff, you know, and then you're like, oh, shoot, is something happening or whatever. But it's pretty consistent with her. And so I'm going to share one thing she posted up. I don't know if we'll be able to see it. Oh, it just says uh, these simple phrases can go a long way. I'm busy. I'll call you when I'm free. Things are a bit crazy. I don't want to hold you up. Let me touch base when things clear up. Sorry, I don't have the mental capacity for that right now. I won't be able to make it. And I think these are all phrases that are just like, hey, look, when you need time, don't be afraid to give yourself time for yourself. Yes, boundaries. Boundaries, your own mental health, stuff like that, right? Yes. So let's talk about some mental health stuff in UFC. Uh, Not UFC, but just in MMA because it's a huge topic all the time. Uh, We had the passing of Stefan Bonner earlier or late last year and then and then we also had the passing of victoria lee did they ever come out with the actual because i know no but like you i assume yeah like um people yeah there was no cause related there was nothing that had said anything um that she was suffering through anything physically or otherwise leading up to it, then her passing gets announced two weeks after she passes with no cause. And then I think it's maybe a few weeks after that, the family closes down their gym. I didn't know that. Yeah. So they closed down their whole facility. And then there was like a public release that said, okay, so for all members, um, you'll stop being charged as of today, but the gym is permanently shut down, gone. And so to me, I had already kind of suspected something unfortunate with the passing. And then when you close down your gym, like you have three other children that are professionals and training and whatever, and you're supporting that whole community. Obviously, you probably could have other people run the gym if you needed to. So it just leads me to believe that it was maybe some mental health type stuff that led to the passing. Yes. Um, It's terrible. You see it all the time. Like you see people calling out for health. I'm going to put up a statement. This is from um, Loma Lukbunmi, who's a UFC fighter. But she posted something. This is a while ago. I've been saving this. But it says, uh, I'd like to tell people that are suffering from depression and mental illness that I am one of you too. I know how it feels and I know how bad it is. I've had suicidal thoughts. I've hurt myself and I know how dark and deep it goes. I want to tell people suffering with mental illness to see value in yourself because it's there. And to never give up. I love that. Beautiful, right? Yes. Um, what do you think when you see people posting stuff like that? Like, it's just their way, they're an outlet for them, or it's a way to help people? I think it's a little bit of both. I think for some, it's an outlet. They're kind of letting the world know what maybe what they're going through or what they've been through. Yeah. But I think a big part of it is a lot of those people don't want anyone to feel like they did at some point in time. Uh, And I think with a lot of athletes in particular tied to perfectionism and all that, uh, you know, a lot of times just like those people that are busy smiling and laughing and then you find out they took their own life. We see a lot of these cage fighters, athletes in general, Sometimes I think they keep up the walls, a tough persona, right? When the truth is, uh, inside a lot of a lot of them are hurting. Um, 
And so yeah. when they take the time to just explain things like that, uh, going back to B, I assume maybe B was dealing with some of that in her life at the moment, right? Uh, but at the end of the day, I've known people who have killed themselves. Uh, and I think sometimes, how do I put this? Uh, it, I'm going to take this in a different direction. I think there's so much toxicity in the MMA world sometimes with that whole right. tough guy, tough girl attitude that yep. in the past it's been seen as a weakness. And I think there's certain dinosaurs still out there running gyms, fighting and training where they still see it as like men shouldn't cry. Right. Uh, yeah. And that's why I'm happy. Some people, even Patty Pimblett, who I haven't been a fan of has been spotting yeah. a, a light on things. Yep. Like that. Um, so I think that I'll be honest, I've been in dark places. I remember what it felt like. I don't want anyone to ever feel that way. And there was a point where I felt like I had no one to reach out to or talk to. And I'm happy I got passed through all of that. Uh, yeah. But yeah, we. I think we need to hear more conversations like this. When we hear people talking about things like fighter benefits and health insurance, well, I know it might be hard to get a lot of that, but if they could offer fighters like counseling and things like that, right. I think it would go far away. Um, but I'm kind of blabbering on. No, no, no. Like, no, this is like a serious topic. So it's like, uh, yeah, I don't want to inter in interrupt you or anything. Um, yeah, like you see it, you know, and it's so important. And again, like to go back to Mia and her relationship with B, like you hope then that those kind of partnerships and things like that will help people out of those kind of moments, you know, like that you have someone close to you that is similar to you or that you feel close enough to that you can talk about these things. And you also hope that the stigma is slowly dying. Like you bring Patty up who always talks about, so does Jared Flash Gordon. He's the guy that continually, like who was his last opponent, continually says, mental health is a big thing, blah, blah, blah. I think he's gone through, he's had a, a, a sordid past as well. So um, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy stuff. There was another person that posted. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say one thing that I hear so many people in many of the gyms I train out of, mm -hmm. including myself, I've said this. Martial arts in many ways like saved my life, helped me get out of right. that depression, gave me purpose, gave me routine. Oh, had for me sure. feeling healthy. Uh, so that's why it's so important, too, because a lot of us found this world trying to escape those dark clouds. Uh, yeah. But yes, you were going on. No, no. And no, and, and very well said on that point. Um, yeah, like the benefits. So for people that are listening to a, a MMA podcast or a combat sport podcast like ours, trust me, if you're not involved in the sport that you love, it is so easy to walk into an MMA gym, join it, a boxing gym or whatever. And then immediately the camaraderie, if it's a good gym, let's, yes. let's hope that you find a good one. But the camaraderie, the um, family environment, the feelings, the endorphins you get from exercising and all that. Like if you're at all in a dark place, it's, it's the perfect place to go to kind of help you out of those kind of things. And, um, and you know yeah. what? I'm sorry that you just made me think. I think of, I've heard this from even athletes like professional Olympic gold medalist skiers, right? Say you're used to that. You find your happy place. You're in a gym. You found your family. And then you blow your knee out or you right. blow your back out for a bit, right? 
and yep. you can't train, right? I've been there. I felt yep. the dark clouds coming back for a bit. Mm-hmm. And then once I get back to the gym, it's, it's there. Right. Uh, yeah. And so, and I'll be honest too. I think there needs to be more talk about things like, like I'll, I've taken antidepressants to get through dark periods. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, there should be no shame in that stuff. Uh, but yeah, go on. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, no. And it's just, you know, it's one of those things that we talk about or that we see, like, even the Stefan Bonner thing, you know, because you're talking about like, when they leave the sport or whatever, like when you retire, that's a huge worry, too, right? Because when you retire, and you lose that purpose in your life, like what happens, and there was a lot of talk, like people were very um, aggressive on the Stefan Bonner thing, accusing UFC, you should have done more, he, he, he created your business, you should have just been paying him money forever. And it's like, all right, dude, that's not the way it works, you know, but um, like, ultimately people need to look out for their own health. So that's like really important message. But also if you're around someone else that looks sad, that looks um, down, you know, feel free to ask them, Hey, are you okay? There was one person that I knew and I've, I've known them a while. And there's one time when I was talking to them, I could sense that something was off. Like I could sense something was weird. I wasn't even huge friends with this person, I would say, but I noticed and I asked them a few times and then they said, yeah, yeah, things are okay, whatever. And then they just kind of brush it off. And then I asked again later and like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We finished our call. 10 minutes later, the person calls me back and says, Hey, you were asking something a few times. So I'm thinking you sensed something. And then they opened up to me. And I was really happy that they did that just for the sense that I felt like, okay, well now at least, you know, you can come to me. Yeah. And so I think it's important, you know, if you see people in a down spot, like say something, um, I'm going to translate. I love yeah, that, yeah. He called, that he called you back though. And I love yeah. that you asked more than once, right? Because that's yeah, prepared enough. And trust me, I felt like a jerk. Like, because I felt like I was prying or I felt like, you know, maybe this person doesn't want me to ask anything or whatever. They're embarrassed about something. I don't know, whatever. Like you feel bad doing it. Trust me. Yes. But if it's worth it in the end, it was worth that awkwardness for me, for sure. Um, here's a statement I saw on someone's Instagram. And I want to talk, I want to take this in a few directions. This is Tracy Cortez. And her Instagram said, I know after my fight, I've been a little MIA here on social media. I'm going to be as honest as I can be. I'm currently in a place in my life where I've just been going through it physically and mentally. I want to say I haven't been in the right headspace since sometime in August. Life has been testing me under circumstances that I least expected. I'm currently healing. I'm prioritizing my mental health and just taking life a day at a time. And it goes on. This is one of her posts. And I'm like, oh, shit. And I think this was right. Maybe this post was around the time when she bailed out of her fight with Amanda Hebas. And there was really no known reason. And everybody thought it was because she was pregnant or something because she was with um, Brian Ortega. Yeah. And then, so now, flash forward, we now realize they've broken up. I don't know if you know that, but she's deleted everything about him on her social media. He's deleted everything about her. She changed her name back to Tracy Cortez. Maybe that's what some of this was going on about. Yeah. But I do want to go on a little bit of an awkward angle on this. That emotional post that Tracy Cortez posted... This is the video that was the video of that speech. Okay. 
This is the video of that thing that I read. So for those that don't have audio, you're definitely going to want to come and take a look. It's, it's the camera focused on her chest as she's walking on a treadmill all sweaty. And I'm like, I read this thing and I'm looking at this video and I'm putting the two and two together. And I'm like, ugh. Like, I hate that she even thinks she has to post that video to then write that. You know what I mean? So you know what? Ugh. Being someone from the entertainment side of it, yeah, that makes me sad too. Uh, and knowing little silly things like they tell us now, like, oh, pictures don't do well with the algorithm. You need a little video. And so part of me wonders yeah. if, yes, yeah, she felt pressured. Hey, for anyone to even see this, I have to post some type of video. B, maybe I get more notice. Uh, whereas in a way, I feel like this is my opinion. It could have been any picture, any video, or even just those words, right? Spell out the message. Uh, or we, we may be overthinking it. Maybe. Maybe I'm just overthinking it for sure. Right? Maybe that's her happy spot. Getting sweaty in the gym. Feels good about how she looks. Who knows? Uh, I know. But I just, like, when we're talking about mental health and we're talking about people, like, getting out of that stressful environment and stuff like that, I just felt like that was a somewhat of a good analogy to look at because I'm thinking, and again, I don't know anything. But I just thought it was strange that that was the video that you attached to that wording about how important and sensitive that wording is. But then the video is that. And there were photos attached to it, blah, blah, blah. Like, and I'm not judging. I don't, of course not. I'm sure it got, you know, it did well. Yes. But did well for what purpose? Like, it's just weird. It's like some weird conundrum that she's in. That it's like, okay, well, I have to post this because this is what people expect of me. Yeah. Maybe this is what makes me happy and whatever. But then I'm also going through a lot of shit. And it's like, okay, well, I wonder what is making you go through that shit too. So it's just tough. You see fighters all the time. Like, I don't even understand how these fighters have time to post as much as they do with all these photo shoots constantly. Yes. And you know what, too? I also think about how many I, – I wish we could have asked our last guest this question. Because I know she was like, I'm done with my training for the day. I was going to yeah. ask, how long are you training each day? Uh, because, yes, they have so much to do from the photo shoots to the closer they get to the fight. They got to make weight. Double sessions. Long, like, yes. I, yeah. I can only imagine the stress. And on top of the fact that they're not being paid well for fighting. Yes, some of them get those sponsors and all that. But, like... Right. Well, she's an amateur, so she's getting paid zero for fighting, presumably. Oh, I didn't realize. Right? Yeah, so she's an amateur, so she's getting paid zero. Oh, oh no, I meant, uh, I'm sorry, brain fart. I was referring more to Tracy. <laughs> oh, Tracy. Oh, I'm sure Tracy makes a jillion dollars in sponsorship. <laughs> Whatever, right? But, um, yeah, I don't know. But, no, even, you know, because we were talking, I, I said about how she looked exactly like Pearl Gonzalez, right? And thank you for those that sent that in, because, yes. Dead ringer. 
But like even Pearl Gonzalez, like her posts and like her Instagram, it's a lot. Like there's a lot going on there, you know, and we've had other people come on our podcast and talk about other fighters and their OnlyFans and their whatever. And it's like, I don't know, we're just in a weird time now where these female fighters seemingly have to put this content out, right? We had Helen Peralta on our podcast, who just got signed. Oh, that's another thing. Helen Peralta and uh, Caitlin Catless neal both got signed to the PFL Challenger Series. Interesting. So they're both fighting in the PFL Challenger Series. Anyways, when Helen Peralta was on our podcast, she said, she goes, yeah, sex sells. And if I don't put myself out there and I don't whatever, then I don't get sponsors i don't get whatever and that's why she's been going into her weigh-ins now and she just tapes her nipples and walks in naked you know what she's crazy like not she's crazy it's crazy so kind of going on a side note but i think about when it comes to the female fighters a there's a whole added level of stress because let's keep it real right uh maybe some of the heavyweights will be ranked on in the male fighters for build or look or whatever right uh but these women they're under a microscope yeah. men make some creepy comments i'm wondering what they're thinking about when it comes to their bodies but in particular this is one theory i have i'm curious how many how many women fighters out there who have gone under the knife to get breast augmentation mm-hmm. I think some of that comes from the pressure of being on TV, sex sells, all that stuff, mm-hmm. right? So that's part of it. But then what I've caught on to is a lot of them go that route and their win streaks die out a bit. Because uh, oh. their force, part of it is they're now carrying extra weight, a few extra pounds that they will never be able to lose. Right. And sometimes I just think that's so unfair to some of these fighters. Uh, but they feel pressured. Like I've heard, like, Let's Yep. Sure. No, you I no, today's today's day you have to look good to succeed. Yes. That's kind of how it is, you know. Um it's it's a weird world we live in, but it's just, you know, so we wanted to talk about the mental health and kind of just how like we can see this impacting like from the deaths that you hear about. And of course, no I'm not saying anything about Bonner or Victoria Lee. I don't know anything, but I'm just saying like you can guess and you see those things happen and you see the people posting and posting heart wrenching accounts of themselves and what they're going through and trying to help people. And then you see people like B Nguyen who are posting supportive messages and things like that to get people. It's so important, you know, like it's really important to kind of be that positive light in society. Yeah. Cause I'll tell you after we posted our podcast with the uh, commander Dale, hate, 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 right? Like it's just fucking hate. You know, and Dale talked about it. Like it's it's the minority, but it's a, a vocal majority. Are is that minority of people? And just hate, hate, hate. And I've convinced a few people. I've been able to talk to a few people on our posts, and I said, "Hey, I think you should listen. I think you should understand. Like, what if you had a daughter who wanted to take self defense classes? Do you think if you can beat them up, that then they're not a valid self defense instructor? Like that doesn't necessarily make sense, you know? And like, there's the skills or there's techniques, like. I watched a video today. Um, literally, it was a female MMA fighter, pretty successful, and she was posting a video. Literally, the caption was like, things you could teach your daughter to protect herself. And the very first thing, eye gouge, right? 
Next thing, needed the crotch, right? right Here's right, the right. truth. Yeah. This fighter can pull off all those other moves, just like Sean Strickland, right? Yeah. But the message was like quick survival tactics, right? Make your enemy or attacker hurt in pain and you get out of there. And that's yeah. where I agree with you. And I think Sean knows that. <laughs> I, yeah. Well, deep down, he's being a goof. Yeah, it's weird, you know, like he does that reaction video to our post. But even when he starts the reaction video, he's kind of smiling when he starts. And he's like, hey, Detroit Dust, right? Like he's smiling when it starts. So I'm like, wait, I'm not too sure if this is still part of the spiel or not. I Again, I would love to have him on to talk. But yeah, and like what I was trying to tell people online, which I did the first time Dale came on our podcast was like, look, he's teaching about stuff like if you were about to die, like what is something you would do? Yes. So like, yeah, that's why it doesn't make any sense. Like Sean Strickland, like, yeah, come to the desert and let's do it. Like if you're Dale, he's like, so you want me to gouge your eye out? <laughs> like in case, like, and again, you might do any number of God, God known things to me, but you're willing to meet knowing that I might gouge your eye out. Like that's pretty fucked up. I don't think we're really doing that. So that's how confident Sean is, I guess. <laughs> I guess, but like, you know what I mean? Like anyone can get lucky. Um, anyways. No part of jumping back to mental health. Yeah. Yeah. I think part of the problem in the MMA world, the martial arts world is we got a lot of bullies in this world. Uh, yeah. And so not only like, you know, we're focusing on depression and suicide, of course there's anxiety things right uh but you know i know there's a very very popular brazilian jiu-jitsu artist yeah one of the most popular in the world and he was basically making fun of people for suicide calling them weak and soft may have claimed that it's because of people with pronouns in their bio but he was also using fake statistics right so but so can i so can i share that statistic i have it ready for you all right sure so here's the post that you're talking about. Yes, right? And so this is suicide rates in the United States 2000 to 2020. I didn't really know what this is showing. The, these stupid lines, there's no legend. I don't know what this means. But it, it's showing the increase in suicide. And then he goes off to kind of comment about it being the weakness of men. Yes, right? I think. Yeah, or weakness of society. That men have become so weak now, <clears throat> da, 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 right? Yeah. Uh, but what made me happy was to see the number of people that follow that man are, in a way, fans of that man. A lot of people like, oh, I'm unfollowing you. And then, of course, they get bullied even more. But I saw a lot of people speaking out, talking about like, hey, my best friends, when we served overseas, killed themselves, right? This statistic, yeah. A, is bullshit. You're pulling up stuff that doesn't even line up. You're not even talking about it properly, but what makes a man a man? And who's the judge in a way? We could sit here and talk all about that crap. And of course, I'll get more crap than anyone, <coughs> right? Uh, but I don't think anyone should make fun of people for suicide. It shouldn't be talked about as a form of weakness. And when you have such a big platform, yeah, right? You shouldn't be out there talking this way. Uh because, you know, uh, suicide's not something to laugh about. Um, you know, I, I also know there's a female boxer out there, former MMA fighter, who's literally obsessed with people like me, 
just keeps posting about trans people, fake stuff, da 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 da, whatever. Uh, but what I thought was really interesting, they were trying to call me mentally ill and all that type of stuff. Uh, and I kind of laughed it off because here's the truth. I know some of you know, but I work as a mental health counselor, right? So I know way more than she does about all of that. Uh, I don't think you've ever shared that on the podcast, by the way. All right. Yes. I don't think I, you've ever shared that that's what you do. Yes. I'm a mental health counselor and I work with foster uh, children, which is why I'm so excited for oh, our Oh my goodness. Our for Alexa. Program. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, but to go back, like all it took, I Googled this woman's name and what do I find? Right. A, she fought, I think, Layla Ali back in the day. And guess what? All over the news, she's calling Layla Ali a man, accusing her of taking steroids. She's just clearly, if anyone, she's out there calling people names, calling people crazy. I also found that her ex-husband had a restraining order because he was afraid for his safety from her. So I could sit here. I don't know the full story. Uh, yeah. But there's a lot of hate out there and there's a lot of spreading. Whereas going back to the post you showed earlier, I want to see more of that. Right. I want to see people pushing for mental health. You think I'm crazy? Well, don't be a bully. Don't call me names. Try to help me. <laughs> right? right. Like, yeah. so if I really am crazy, then be a good person. Right. Yeah. Don't be a bully. Uh, don't do the things that lead to certain people killing themselves. Uh, and another thing is someone like Mike Tyson, who I love dearly. He's come out and he's spoken about his own struggles with mental health. He's talked about all the things he's done to get better in those realms, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, I think we need more people like that coming out who have the tough guy persona showing us that it's not a form of weakness. This is something so many of us are dealing with. For yeah. some of us, it lasts a long time. Some people, little bouts of depression. Uh, and on a whole nother note, I'm sorry if I'm blabbering too much. No, not at all. I've had some fighter friends, and I had to think about this myself when I was dealing with a little depression. Uh, I tend to deal with a lot of seasonal depression. So once the seasons are cutting down, less sunlight, I really start to feel it. Uh, but guess what? A lot of these medications, a side effect could be weight gain. So if you're trying to cut for a fight, right? I've yeah. literally read articles about like champions who talked about how they needed the medication but didn't take it because it would have prevented them in the weight cut and all that. Uh, so I'm hoping science catches up. Uh, I know they now have things like ketamine treatment, psilocybin treatment for depression. I've seen some out athletes out there promoting that stuff, which yeah. I think is great as well. Uh, so yeah, I just think. You know, at the end of the day, people need to be better people, nicer people. Uh, and yeah, so I'll say if anyone is in need of mental health, <laughs> there's plenty of resources out there. Uh, maybe in the future, we can share some in the podcast. Uh, yeah. And in fact, Timmy, sometimes I think about what to do with my life. There's plenty of things I do. Uh, but sometimes I was debating starting some type of mental health service or clinic specifically for fighters uh, hmm. where, you know, there's there's actually certain models and techniques you could learn because there's a, you know, a unique brain 
and heart inside people who are often just athletes in general. Um, That's actually really good. I wonder if that exists. And if it doesn't, copyright, Fight Insight copyright, Brady Bunch copyright, patent pending. Sure. But yeah, yeah, you should definitely look into something like that because that might be a service that, you know, could go all around the world. Like there's things, you know, we talk about the healthcare and I've put it up before, but like in the Philippines, there's a senator trying to petition the government to provide benefits for, for, for former world champions. That's awesome. Like that the government would sponsor their athletes for, for uh, lifetime healthcare and blah, 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 or pension, stuff like that. Right. Yeah. So look, there's people that are supportive of trying to get people help and stuff like that. There's gotta be, um, what do you call it? Like programs or like, uh, money like money awards or cash awards or whatever for people that want to start things like that yeah some grants and things grants government grants yeah things like that or like organizational grants things like that where they would say like hey look if you want to start something to help people yeah we can try and help fund this you should definitely look into that because that would be a huge thing yeah fighter mental health why not and guess what I believe that we, I can do this and I believe someone like you and some of these people we, we meet each week will help get the word out. If yeah, done yeah. Right. Uh, but I, I appreciate hearing that. And you know what too, Timmy, when we talk about me- going back, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'll make this as quick as possible without <laughs> blabbering on. I think about like, was it Phil Baroni just killed like his fiance or girlfriend in Mexico do you yeah. remember that that fighter war machine that was dating, yeah. Yeah. right? And he's, I think, got a life sentence or close to it. Uh, there's so many things that go on, right? That if every fighter was going to talk therapy once a week, just the benefit it would have on them, yeah. the sport, their family, their friends, right? Uh, the things it could prevent from happening. Imagine if Dana White and his wife were in intensive therapy uh, dealing with issues they had. I bet you New Year's Eve would not have happened. Uh, so yeah, this is needed um, for all athletes, but I think in particular when it comes to combat sports, even a little bit more. Uh, and I'm sure the CTE that may come from some of this could add to more need and help when it comes to mental health down the line. Uh, right. So I'm just happy we're living in an era where we're at least talking about it. I don't think this would have been even talked about 10 years ago. No, definitely not. Definitely not from all aspects, like from all angles too, that we're trying to hit on today. And I appreciate being able to speak with you about this, uh, especially because you're knowledgeable in the subject matter, but like, just because it's, it's just a good talk, you know, it's nice to be able to talk to someone that kind of understands it or feels the same way as you do. um, And as I do, like just seeing things around and it's like, Oh, like just some of those posts or some of the comments that people make and stuff like that. And you're like, Oh boy. Right. So, um, I kind of want to end off. There's a, there's a post. Well, wait, before we go, is there anything that you wanted to say before I end off with something? Uh, you know what? The only thing I may say is if I can pull it off, I may have a Muay Thai fight coming up. Uh, Maybe next month, right? It's only if my opponent will step up to the challenge. Uh, so I'm hoping <laughs> it happens, but I'll keep my my lips sealed for now. But this is someone who is a friend of the show. I am hope they're watching because they'll know who I'm talking about. 
And they recently claimed that they would meet me anytime, any place, anywhere, right? Uh, which makes me a little concerned for their mental health because they have to be crazy to want a piece of me. Uh, oh, nice. Okay, <laughs> I thought you were going a little bit aggressive there. And I'm like, wait, we just talked about this. But okay, I like the spin. The spin was good at the end. Um, all right, so um, I want to end it off with um, something that our friend of the podcast, Bam Bam Barbarina, he just posted recently. And I thought that this was something nice. Um, so I want to say, that, okay, hold on. As, as I'm about to do this, I get a message from one of Mia Gra's friends. So I know Mia is gone, but uh, this was from Sandy Jerez. Get fitty with it is her Instagram handle. She's a friend of um, Mia. And so she didn't get this in on time. <laughs> But that's okay. Uh, she just said, hey, you should ask her about the first time we met or sparred. It was funny because back then I thought she was cocky and stuck up. And when we sparred, we went hard as fuck. I remember kicking her and being like, let me know if I'm going too hard. And then a few moments later, she fired Bass and asked mockingly, let me know if I'm going too hard. <laughs> <laughs> She's always been a dog and I've always admired her grit, talent and hardworking mindset. Uh, we'll beat it out of each other today but it's all out of love so uh mia if you listen to this that's a lovely message from your friend sandy Jerez, uh, and that speaks to who she is um okay so ending off with just these uh kind words that bam bam had posted on his instagram guys follow us on instagram uh spotify youtube whatever put likes comments all that stuff tell your friends about us we really appreciate that um and we will see you next week with alexa culp here are the words that Bam Bam had posted on his Instagram before we go. It says, it's from, I believe it's from Lisa Buscombe. Uh, it says, if I could give you one piece of advice, it would be this. Define what success means to you. Success isn't always a million dollars in the bank, a seven-figure business, having a fancy car, overseas holidays, and trendy labels. Success is waking up every day and smiling. Success can be a home filled with loved ones, going to sleep each night happy, knowing that you are following your dreams, doing more of what lights you up. Success is not the same for you or me. Success doesn't lie within society's ideals. Success lies within you. And the biggest mistake you can make is following someone else's idea of success and leaving your own dreams behind. I love that. Beautiful, wise words by someone but Bam Bam Barbarina shared that. And so I appreciate it, my friend. Uh, yeah, be good to each other, right? Be good, be a good person. That's the most important thing. Brady Bunch, next week, episode 104. We will see you then. Yes, I'm excited. Thank you as always. Subscribe, people. Yeah, subscribe. What are you doing? Hurry up. All right, see you later, Brady Bunch.